Hello and welcome to What's On at Sydney World Cinemas. I'm Luke Owen. I'm Dan Layton. Hi, Dan. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. I'm on the mend. I had a little cold last week. Oh. Not the COVID. Just a cold. Yeah. Well, Remember you, those? You can't get it twice, can you? Well, uh, well I mean, you, I think you can do, but not you. Uh, not me. Certainly not. You no. know, I'm a superhero. <laughs> I was surprised you got it just the once. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I tried so hard. I was so good. How has your week been apart from that? Uh, it's been good. I've been. I had a quite a chill one. Um, I went to. I went to the pictures. Mm-hmm. What did you go see? Pictures. I saw Ambulance. How was it? Exactly what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> nice, nice big action movie. Jake Gyllenhaal's always a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, just just chilled out. Watched Clue, which you'll hear during the show. <laughs> um, yeah, nice, nice relaxed one. Oh, obviously it was it was big WrestleMania weekend, so there was that as well. Yes, I am still recovering from yeah. that. Um, Is it, it? I mean, I've, I've, the older I've got, the more and more I felt like it's a, it's a massive hangover. Yeah, I used to be able to bounce back. Oh, it, brilliantly so. Yeah, and I used to like. Do a lot more drinking as well during those days. Like, and you know, like being envy, like being like I'm steaming drunk. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm just like I've had two. Plus, you also have a child to contend with. Oh, at this point. I know. So there's extra yeah. levels of, of like tiredness. Just absolute tiredness. And yeah. I got back, and then I was just like, uh, I said, you know, sent him. I was like, oh god, I had to watch wrestling like, you know, <laughs> from one a.m. until four a.m. And, and she's like <laughs> dishevelled and like. Really? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I haven't slept in a weekend. Well, exactly, because I was just like, oh, I didn't get back to the hotel until 6 a.m. <laughs> I got up, at, got up at 11, and she's like, oh, that's five hours. I just yeah. slept in sleep. Goodness. Also, uh, the idea of going, go, get, arriving at a hotel at 6 in the morning, it's very punk rock. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it felt like yeah. it. The sun was rising Ooh. at times. Oh, delightful. Uh, a few comments here. Haven says, Dan, I do love your nails. Oh, thanks so much. I haven't nailed this week. But you, you had them blue last week, which I thought mm. was lovely. It was nice attention to detail. That's yeah, it was nice I, I don't not think about these things. Uh, and Just No Yes said, I agree with Dan. Everyone should. Print that out. Uh, and the Brosiden, which is a great name, said, are there any plans to do more Cinemania episodes? Ooh. And, and I think there could be. Mm. I think we could do some more Cinemania. Especially coming towards the summer, I think we, we could and should. I'd want at least one crown to my name. Uh, but what, you don't want your third place? Third place or the crown. I, d- I deserve a crown at this point. You are the hardest working person on that show. I am! <laughs> I revised! <laughs> Anyway, let's get into the main show itself. We're talking about the latest trailer, or the teaser trailer, for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Here is the show. Hello and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I am Luke Owen. And yes, I did it. I killed a vet. I hated her so much that it, it, it flame, flame, flames on the sides of my face. Dan Lane. I'm sitting there going like, Clue? Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit poorly last week, hence the Barry White voice, so I watched Clue and that's just been rattling around in my head for a while. <laughs> I mean, because usually the references that you bring to the table are like to do with the current releases. <laughs> that one is just a perennial reference. Bring Clue back. That's what I'm saying. 
Well, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. Thank I actually you. think that there is a market for the multi-ending format Huge. of a movie. Because that's, that's the great thing about Clue, is that mm -hmm. it's got different endings. In the film. And you would go and you wouldn't know which one it was going to be. Exactly, mm. yeah. I remember the home entertainment release of it had a randomizer on it. Yeah. So even when you watched it, you didn't know which ending exactly. you were going to get. I'm a big fan. I think, and that's, you know, that's what Unlimited Card's for. Multiple endings. I'm fixing Hollywood. We're doing that right here <laughs> in this show. What we're also going to be doing right here on this show is watching the brand new teaser for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness mm. because tickets are now available for that movie. I have mine. Have you got yours I already? Yeah, we're going on uh, the day release at 11 p.m. at Mr. Square IMAX. Oh, 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. See, now usually I haven't got my ticket yet, mm. but I'm going to try and get like the 9 a.m. screening. Yeah, see, it's it's one of the two. Yeah, it's either so it was the the whole thing of like I had a lot of friends who was like. They're going to be at work. Who's going to do what? It's Thursday night. And we just went, no, we're going to treat ourselves. We're going to be excited. We're going to go to the pub and talk about what might happen. And then we're going to go and see the film. You see, well, this is where you're lucky because you have friends. Ah. I, I, whereas I'm a Billy no mate. Yeah. I, I'm going to go to the 9am screening on my own. <laughs> I would bring you to ours. It's just you have, you know, responsibilities. I do have responsibilities. 11pm on, <laughs> on a Thursday. No thanks, mate. It's MasterChef in bed for me. <laughs> And even then, it's on too late. There you go. Anyway, should we watch this trailer? Oh, please. So this trailer is called Dream. That's why. Mm-hmm. Every night. Every morning. Every morning. Oh. oh. The kids! Oh. Now that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mace is it so close. We had that in the last trailer, and now mm. she's saying it. She just does look very cool in that costume. She just looks very cool in it. That bit <laughs> still yeah. weirds me out. Bit of Mordo there, bit of American Chavez. Oh, with the third eye. Oh, zombie! That was another Captain Marvel. Listen, Marvel, give <laughs> us crumbs and I will be there for it. So the, the biggest part of that trailer, for me at the very least, yeah. is the kids. Right. The kids that we saw from, uh, from WandaVision. Yeah, back that, in uh, Westview. Yes, that she had to say goodbye to mm -hmm. in the final episode. Mm. Well, and then, spoilers, we heard them, didn't we? Yeah. She was doing a little meditation and figuring out all the magic. Well, while also she was also making a cup of tea, which I respect anyone who can do both. So are we saying then, or you know, theorizing mm. that she is trying to find a way to bring them back potentially from another multiverse where they may exist? This was it. Is she, I think she was like, she was quite shocked when she heard them. I think that's probably the moment the multiverse sort of opens. And then because she's in astral projection land, mm -hmm. she heard them. Yeah. And this movie, is it about her seeking to find them again? Is it that she just thought maybe she was hallucinating? Is she actually seeing them in that moment? Or is that a moment of, you know... Yeah, because it's her going back madness. to the house. Well, not that. And also, she's talking about nightmares. Mm. And Doctor Strange is talking about dreams. Like, are we to presume that perhaps the, the Rachel McAdams stuff yeah. is like oh. that's his dream? Because it's it, a normal world where they can just have a lovely wedding. Exactly, yeah. With perhaps a nice boat that, neck. That's perhaps his, multi, like his ideal multiverse where he is not... The, he's not Doctor Strange. Yeah. He is not uh, Sorcerer Supreme. He's just regular well, old science man. He'd still be Doctor Strange. 
Yeah, no, you're absolutely Don't, right. His, his, his name is degree. You're right. Absolutely right. His name is Strange. Doctor Stephen Strange. Yeah, he just would be MD rather than Sorcerer Supreme. SS. Yeah. You were saying <laughs> if he's Doctor Stephen Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, that makes him Doctor. That's a lot cleaner. That's a lot more family friendly. That's brand safe. We can use that one. <laughs> we may end up using the first one still. <laughs> Get that first clearance. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, like, is that his ideal version of his world? Yeah. Well, we, I mean, you would think. But like what uh, Wanda is talking about there, where she's talking about the nightmare that she's mm. seen, is that she, is she reliving, just going back to the house and seeing the kids, the kids that she can't have anymore the kids that weren't really real. hers at all Did, they real. weren't real in the first place yeah. and that's her nightmare is reliving that trauma over and over again mm. gosh it's a heavy movie like i have to say every time i've watched the trailer for this i'm super excited for it and i think the thing that's pulling me in the most is how hefty it feels like yeah. how dramatic it is compared to because i mean a lot of the marvel stuff i you know which i love can also be quite frivolous Fluffy. called bathos if you're familiar. Have you ever heard, you've heard of pathos? Pathos, yeah. Pathos, which is, you know, using sadness or whatever. Bathos is the opposite, which is... You have a bath. Yeah, well, indeed. Not to be confused with Thanos. Uh, no, bathos is like using humour to undercut um, a moment. Right. And a lot of the Marvel stuff uses bathos like quite heavily. If you think of Thor Ragnarok, there's a moment where um, they're saying something really serious and then Hulk comes flying out of nowhere and it's like, yeah. ha ha ha, but it's like kind of pulled you away a little bit from the, the dramatic moment. Marvel tend to lean on that a lot. I'm, I'm sure there will be moments of levity aplenty in Multiverse of Madness. But this, we're talking about some really big stuff. We're discussing, based on a one-minute trailer, a lot of quite heavy ideas. I hope they go there. I think so. I mean, Sam Raimi, uh, behind the director's mm. chair, like, I think there could be some really big ideas from this. Mm. And the way that he talks about the movies, like he said in an interview recently, he'd only seen four MCU movies before taking on oh, really? Doctor Strange. So I wonder if like he is coming at this with a very different mm. viewpoint for how Marvel movies have been done previously. And a lot more now, they've been a lot keener to allow the director to have their own flair. Like Chloe Zhao's Eternals was very, you know, Chloe Zhao. You, it's not, yeah. it's still a Marvel movie, but you see it alongside Nomadland and you go, oh, I see yeah. her input. Taika Waititi with Thor exactly. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's not like the first two phases where it was just, it could have been anyone yeah. behind the director. With the exception of Kenneth Branagh, however, because when he did the first Thor movie, because it's all, all like, Dutch. Dutch angles yeah. and big dramatic speeches. Shakespeare. Yeah. Henry V. The the only thing I, I okay, here's my big pitch for what the plot is okay. for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. If you would. Here's here's my big thing. And I'm doing all of this based off that one minute trailer that we just saw. Shall I get a pen? Uh, I don't think you'll need it because okay. it's very simple. Okay. Doctor Strange mm. has tampered with the multiverse in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. And then Wong has been like, that was bad. Naughty. And now the Illuminati are coming after him to be like, you're a bit naughty. Mm. So he needs to be like, okay, how do I fix the multiverse? How do I stop the multiverse from imploding in on itself? Mm. You know, because he's got like evil versions of himself coming in this and the other. Wanda, on the other hand, sees it as a way to find her perfect existence. Ah, because Viz will be around. He could be in one of them. Um, mm. I think there was an interview of someone said that there will be like, variant versions of the Scarlet Witch in oh, this movie. Oh, so maybe she's going to look to the multiverse to find that perfect existence that she had in WandaVision mm. where that is a reality. A reality. These and kids exist. These kids exist and Viz is there. So it's not just a construct of her mind and she can finally 
be happy in herself. Mm. And that probably is going to be quite counterproductive to Doctor Strange being like, we should probably pack this all yeah, in. Let's, let's close this back together. Yeah. And then you have the added question of, um, is it or is it not Patrick Stewart? With that line from the last trailer where he's like, we need to tell the truth. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so the other interview that I saw, and I think it was with Benedict Cumberbatch, where someone asked him, is Patrick Stewart in this movie? Mm. And I think, I almost memorized this quote, so I didn't write it down, was like, I cannot tell you if Patrick Stewart is in this movie. That is what I've been officially told by Marvel, I'm allowed to say. <laughs> Naughty. They love it. They're just they're fighting back against the man these days. Well, you know, they got burned by Tom Holland so they much. Did. It was just like, gee, well, because do you want me to tell you all the spoilers for yeah. Spider-Man? <laughs> Your Tom Holland impression is next level. Thank you. Every single time I look forward to it. And I, it never disappoints. Thank you. Do you think, um, are you familiar with the Sugar Babes Paradox? <laughs> No, but uh, please. It's commonly called the ship of Theseus, mm. which is the idea that every member of the Sugar Babes was replaced until suddenly were the Sugar Babes still the Sugar Babes. I call it the Sugar Babes paradox, mm. right? So do you think Sugar Babes' vision is going to be in this? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which, which Sugar Babe is it, though? No, no, no. You see, no, you, you get confused. Okay. It's so. um, as metaphysics. So sure, it's, do I need to get pen and paper? I think you might. Because vision in WandaVision... They made a new vision, but then it was implanted with Vision's memories. Mm -hmm. Is that the same vision? Is it still the original Sugar Babes? Is it still the Sugar Babes if they're all different now? Oh, you're talking about Trigger's so, boom. Yes, exactly. Com yeah, the Sugar Babes paradox is my preferred, but you can have Trigger's broom. Thank you. I'm saying, is Sugar Babes' vision, is Trigger's broom vision going to be in this movie? Well, at least now I know what the title of this video is. <laughs> <laughs> Take my metaphysics seriously. <laughs> Uh, my answer, I honestly don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> I hope he is, because yeah, I yeah. quite liked it. I was really intrigued by that. He went off and flew off into the distance. There could be a really fun cameo appearance. Uh, cameo appearance because like he hasn't been rumoured for the movie at mm. all either, so that would be a really fun... But it's it's def it's a loose end that's just flailing in the breeze. And if not this movie, it's got to come back somewhere. Somehow. Yeah. This week's big release, Fantastic Beast, The Secret of Dumbledore. Dan Layton, yes. you are a bit of a Harry Potter nerd. I've been known to dabble. So uh, what can we expect from this third entry in the Fantastic Beast series? Well, everything is in place now. Grindelwald has uh, got his uh, minions in place. He's got his he, he's spread his word and people are starting to rally to his cause. Now is crunch time. Is he a baddie? Grindelwald is the baddie. Okay. Grindelwald is like, you know, OG Voldemort. Right, okay, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Um, and... Dumbledore was childhood friends with Grindelwald. They had a pact where they wouldn't fight each other. So he's trying to work out how to undo that pact. Uh, in the meantime, he's getting together a ragtag bunch of wizards and muggles who can, you know, start the resistance kind of thing. That's where we were left at the end of the, the last movie. We're ready to see where that's going to go in this movie. Are you excited for this one? Yeah, I'm intrigued. I think it's really interesting. I think it's been a, a franchise that's uh, had a lot of question marks over it. And I think now is the moment for it to really, you know, take off. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. It's also always nice to just be back in Hogwarts a little bit. Now there's going to be a clip on screen mm. at the moment that's uh, showing off the 270 degree viewing experience of Screen X. Screen X. Now I've only been to Screen X once mm -hmm. and that was to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. And? Uh, oh, it was incredible because yeah. there's that one moment when they first get the Ecto-1 out and it's driving through that cornfield and that made the sort of 270 degree experience was like a wow, like really looking round. Mm. I think this, uh, we're expecting lots of like wand battles. Oh, and a, a, a wand duel is amongst my favorite things in film. 
where they just stand there. No, they don't just stand there. They they flip and they do and they say words and it's very ah. And then you get <laughs> and you think that with like this is my Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> and the big two hundred and seventy degree experience. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, it'd be it would be kind of this this whole enveloping. You know, also a lot of to do with the, the Potter movies has always been to do with the landscapes as well. Uh, and with the beasts, mm. it's all very, you know, the natural world. There were some really uh, lovely moments in the second one where he's just tending to his beast. He goes down and sees a Kelpie and it's, it's this whole, you know, extravaganza. So I think it'll be a feast, a feast. A fantastic feast. Oh, wonderful. Television professional. Also out this week, The Bad Guys, Morbius, The Batman, and Sonic the Hedgehog. It's also currently the Easter holidays Oh, from uh, from school times. Oh, that's why the tube is so busy. Oh, is that the reason why? It's also why the drive into work today was so easy. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Won't be like that next week, will it? Alas. Alas, alack. But yeah, so that means that there are lots of like family-friendly movies mm -hmm. we can go see, including The Bad Guys yep. and Sonic the Hedgehog. Which is a proper family movie. Proper that is, family Everyone movie. is going to have a good time with Sonic 2. And I had such a good time with Sonic 2 hey. that I emailed Paramount and I said, look, I know you've offered me Jim Carrey. Yeah. I know you've offered me the director. Yeah. You've offered me Kalina Shaughnessy, mm -hmm. like, which is you know the real big fish in this. They've come through. And they have come through. But I emailed them and I said, look, I will only do those three interviews if I can interview Sonic the Hedgehog and Tails and Knuckles the You're Echidna. telling the studios I was, I was, how I, it's going to be. Like, Dear Miss Paramount, Miss Paramount yeah. this is what I'm after. Okay. And she emailed me back and she was like, only because you're friends with Dan Layton. Wow. I'm going to so do so this. So special. Because you're so special. I'm, I'm so special it's rubbing off on you. And it allowed me to interview Sonic the Hedgehog, Miles, Tails Prower, and Knuckles the Echidna. Here we go. Sonic, I'm gonna start with you. How does it feel to be back with a brand new movie? Please, I'm going by Blue Justice now, trademark pending. And this is Tails. He's a double threat, fluffy and adorable. I'll make sure to call you Blue Justice from now on. I do apologize for that. But Tails, what do you bring to this movie? I'm so nervous, Sonic. I've never been on camera before. You're doing great, buddy. Show him what you can do. Pretty cool, right? Uh, yeah, very cool. Um, I think you can probably sit down for the moment now, though. But uh, Sonic, uh, how is this film different from the first one? It is bigger and better in every way. And I'm in it! Knuckles, do you have anything you want to say? I do not. See, that's more than we usually get out of them. Tickets are on sale for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, available in IMAX, 4DX, ScreenX, and Super Screen. But of course, I think you're more excited for Downton Abbey or the... Actually, no, Ooh, that's a good question, Dan. Mm. Because you've got the option here. Tickets are on sale for Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. Downton Abbey, mm -hmm. and The Lost City. Which am I picking? Which are you picking? With all respect to the Abbey, The Lost City is so good. <laughs> yeah. I went oh, to the premiere. Of course you did. Mm -hmm. How was it? It was... Can I tell you, I'm kind of attracted to Daniel Radcliffe now. I don't know how that's happened, but he showed up on the carpet. He looked sharp. I was like, fair play to you, my friend. Um, and, and then, then he, and he was like, could you just back up a yeah, little bit? Yeah, excuse me. I don't know you. <laughs> I have now, though, been in the presence of the theming it with Fantastic Beasts. I've been in the, the, of the Pokemon Starter Trio of Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. I've seen Watson, Radcliffe, and Grint. 
Yeah. The only one I've had a selfie with is Grint. So I'm, I'm going to work my way up. But The Lost City is genuinely so much fun. It's everyone that seems to be having such a good time in the movie. It's like a proper, you know, shades of romancing the stone and uh, national treasure in certain places and, and Indiana Jones. Like all of these very silly rom-coms. Uh, sorry, all these very like high octane fun adventure movies with that kind of silly rom-com vibe pushed together in one. And yeah, I just had such a good time with it. It's an incredibly charismatic cast. It's, it is. They, they, and they seem to have such good chemistry. And everyone, Daniel Radcliffe is having the time of his life as this eccentric billionaire sort of villain character. Uh, Sandy B and, and Channing T are, look fantastic. And they've Brady got Jenny. Oh my word. Brad Pitt does the most and i'm so happy he's there genuinely it's actually doing uh, really well in america so i'm really excited for it to come out over here and i think it's just it's just a different kind of movie it's a completely original property it's a lot of fun i think people are gonna have a great time we also have a screening of nt lives henry the fifth thank you so kindly on april 21st and a unlimited screening of the unbearable weight of massive talent on monday the 18th at half past seven i'm so excited for people to see my biopic Of course, we uh, talked about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 last week. We did. Uh, a couple of comments here. Geek said, I loved Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The first one was great. I didn't think a sequel could top it, but lo and behold, it did. It's a fun adventure that both kids and adults will enjoy. It's also a blast in 4DX. Yeah, see, I, I, I'd go and see that in 4DX. It's what I think well, you have to pick your 4DXs properly. I always, I'm always a fan of going to see something that you know in 4DX because it means that you can sort of anticipate what's going to happen, which yeah. makes the, all the movements and all of the, like, the spray and all of that very fun. Yeah, particularly, I, think, I mean, and this is not spoiler territory because it's in the trailers, the Death Egg stuff, mm -hmm. like that walking. Yeah. I feel like the rumble of that, I think it'd be really fun. Uh, I once saw Peter Rabbit 2 in 4DX. I, I, was in, I was in Cardiff on a visit and I wanted to go to the movies and it was the only thing that was showing before my train home. So I was like, yeah, I'll go see Peter Rabbit 2 in 4DX. My favourite thing was it, it moved every time Peter hopped, <laughs> which was quite thrilling, yeah. Uh, and our last comment here is from Misha. Said there was actually an attempt to bring Sonic to the big screen in the 90s. There's a really good book about the video game movies. It's got a chapter on it called Lights, Camera, Game Over. Now, Misha has put that there because that's my book. Is it? That is, yes. Oh, I read that and I was like, oh, interesting. I had to look that book. I didn't realise. Yeah, that is, um, in fact, fun fact for you, uh, for everyone in the room. I was the first person to tell the story of the 90s Sonic movie that never happened. Oh, wow. Now you're very special. Yeah. It was meant to be written for uh, another person's book, mm. uh, but they didn't actually have space in it for, like, they'd already written quite a bit about it. They were talking about the rivalry with Sega and Nintendo in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was then chatting with him after that book came out and we got quite friendly about it. And then I said, I was writing this book. And he said, oh, did you know there was going to be this? And I said, I did not. Yeah. And he's like, it's because no one knows about it. Mm. I couldn't put it in my book, but do you want to put it in yours? Yeah. He's so like, then you went off and... Yeah, so I think you'll probably be more at home in your book anyway. Interesting as, as a massive Sonic boy that you didn't know. That's because, yeah, I mean, well, no one has... They kept it very on the Yeah, like, uh, the, the writer of the script has never talked about it. Mm. Um, it never had a director attached to it. Um, Sega had sort of, like, 
put all the legwork into it. It was there to launch, not launch, but like promote the Sega Saturn and mm. the Sonic Extreme game that never actually ended up happening. Right, right, right. So there's kind of like all of these things. It was going to be called Sonic the Hedgehog Wonders, Wonders of the World, I think it was called. I haven't read the script in a while. Mm. Um, but I've got the treatment for it. Were you sending um, me? Yes, I, I would I'd love to read that. Uh, so I've got the treatment for it, uh, and I interviewed the writer about it as well. The first time he's ever spoken about the, oh, the script publicly. That's very cool. This is genuinely very cool stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it was it was it was a really thrill to write about it, and you know, I basically got to write about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. I wrote like fifteen thousand words for that chapter or yeah. something. I, I wrote a lot. A lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's it's so interesting then to see it all come to fruit, and I assume very little of the original idea for the movie is in this one um yes because this this was about him sort of befriending a child it was like right. it was a child bringing sonic out of the game into oh, okay. the real world and then sort of and then robotnik following through as whereas well whereas this one it's very much just a it's all in in universe yeah but yeah. he yeah it's from another planet yeah and yeah this one was about actually bringing him out of the sega saturn into mm. the real world and dr robotic follows and then dr robotic enslaves if i remember this correctly he enslaves children and puts them into like the badniks like those sort of the robots uh. and then uses them to go and if i remember correctly steal all of the world's famous monuments so he can bring them all back and have the world's greatest theme park attraction where it's like all of the world's... Uh, Every ounce of that screams early 90s. And doesn't it just... Yeah, yeah. That's, especially the theme park element. It's like, how do, we get some, how do we get some stuff on the ground in Orlando? <laughs> like, make it happen. Do you know what? It's kind of reminding me, the, the idea of them coming out of the game, of uh, the Jumanji movies that we've had recently, um, mm-hmm. with The Rock and Jack Black, where they go into the game. Um, and I think it, video game movies have always had a bit of a struggle. I mean, oh, yeah. you'll know this better than anyone, having written extensively about them. But, like, the idea... I think the thing, thing, thing that the Sonic, current Sonic movies and the Jumanji movies have in common is just having fun. Yeah. I think they're both quite fun affairs. And if you take it not too seriously, you can have a lot more sort of leeway to, to play with the script and have, rather than if you're just going to be, like... There. I mean, I guess the same with Uncharted. They're taking that quite lightly. Yeah. I, um, it's quite funny when I look back on all the interviews that I did for that book. Mm. Um, I'd written that book before Warcraft and Assassin's Creed come out, right. which were coming in the same year, and actually around the same sort of time. Mm. Every single person I interviewed said, like, we are heading for the boom of video game movies yeah. because Assassin's Creed and Warcraft are going to be the big... Like, that's what we're waiting for, is those films mm. to be the big hit, and then everyone will want to make video game movies. And then, neither of them were. I still think that there is legs in an Assassin's Creed movie series. I think it was legs in the Warcraft movie as well. I thought Duncan mm. Jones did a really interesting job on that. I went to a screening of it that he did afterwards, and he did a, a big Q&A with it with Mark Hermos, where he mm. talked about like what the the sequel of the book was going, sequel of the movie was going to be. Super interesting for it to be Duncan Jones, given his other work, for it to take on a big video game movie is quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. I did have a very embarrassing moment though with Duncan Jones. So, I don't think I've ever told anyone this story. <laughs> okay. After the screening, uh, Duncan Jones was there, and he was just sort of like you know signing things for people. And my book wasn't out at that point, and I'd only been sent one copy of it mm-hmm. by my publisher before I'd been sent like my. I, they, they've sent me like a bunch of copies that I could then sell myself. I ended up giving a lot of them away, um, and he. I, I wanted to show him the book and be like, "Look, I wrote a book about yeah. video game movies." All excited, uh, and and I was and I was very excited. And then I, you know, I handed it to him. And he was flicking through. He was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And he said, "Is this for me?" And I was like, in my head, I was like, "Oh, no, that's my only copy I have." Did you give it to him? And I said, oh no, that's my only copy. Oh. 
That you just give him the book. Uh, tr- and I, and I, book. Well, I know that now, Dan. <laughs> and I knew that 30 seconds after I said, no, that's my only copy and I need it back. Because <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound like it was something that you'd handwritten. I know, it together. sounded like it was a self-published like, thing and it was for an actual publisher. Yeah. Come on. It was available in shops. When Duncan Jones says, <sighs> is this for me? The answer is yes. I, I tell myself he wouldn't have read it and then it's fine. He might have optioned it and turned it into a movie himself. <laughs> it would have been a very interesting art house, avant-garde movie, but yeah. it would have been a movie nonetheless. Anyway, so I live with that and Tom Dolan's uh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all we've got time for on this edition of the Cineworld podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you in seven days' time. I've been Luke Owen. And I've been Dan Layton. And that's what's on.